Golly, it's Mulder. Even in the strangest tale, some names are still redacted. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other radioactive stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Wheels. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. And I'm Greg. I didn't know that this was going to be radioactive. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot going on. It's been in space. How could it not right. be? There's right. magic involved. I'm sure magic is magic. radioactive. Ma- there's, magic it's got is it radioactive. I'm pretty sure. It does sure. something to a Geiger counter. Yeah. <laughs> and it does something even more to your body. Uh, no, I don't know if that's true in our universe. I don't know if <laughs> magic, magic rocks your body. I don't think it. Well, it kind of does for Anita. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Bud, I think, valiantly volunteered to recap last episode. Yep. <laughs> well, we uh, woke up in the forest and it was a little disconcerting. But then we figured out, you know, where we were. It's not too far from my pond. But, you know, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I didn't like it. <laughs> we were walking around. There's some strange lady that came with a light and was all cryptic, like, didn't really say a whole lot except for how. She knew a lot of stuff that she weren't going to tell us, and there's a whole lot going on that we don't know about, and also some extremely vague things about stuff happening in town that sounded (laughs) vaguely menacing, so... Yeah, I can fill in some of those gaps. One of the things she mentioned, this was Viola, this kind of recurring NPC that was the head of staff at the haunted house. (laughs) She is actually an alien. She was saying all that stuff that Bud was mentioning. Uh, And then I'll add that a successful kind of charisma role meant that hostilities were avoided. And um, you kind of convinced her that she being an alien hadn't heard of the OTD, (laughs) but you kind of convinced her like that it's okay for you all to be dealing with kind of the supernatural stuff happening and you won't you won't blab uh, to everybody because uh, they're culture doesn't think that that your culture is ready for uh, ready to know about their existence and that's what happened when it went well <laughs> <laughs> but also like that's what the uh, odd thinks about society i don't know you know yeah so All it these... it wound up being a Your space odd th- mm-hmm. right it wound up being a, a sensible arrangement that she's kind of l- letting you all oh and then she melted yes uh, she 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 melted, which is to say that she fell, and then <laughs> and then her... we didn't we weren't gonna look at the body. <laughs> yeah, th- and I was flum- flummoxed. But anyway, <laughs> we had already seen a dead alien body. It was old news at that point in the story. I don't know how to express this. We'd seen it. Anita would have like woken up in the middle of the night, like three weeks later, and been like, "Fuck, we should have." <laughs> <laughs> should have looked at the damn body oh, god damn it <laughs> she left you with those devices that the original alien body had on it and when anita looked into kind of the magic around the area she felt 
so many other figures in kind of the uh, the pool of magic in the vicinity. Like like there were people in the magic that she uh, was bumping up to, and a lot of them. And as she was doing that, Bud and Herman uh, heard a low howl from out of the woods as Anita is kind of feeling around in the magic. Uh, and that's where we left off. Alrighty, well, I have my sheet now. I, I'm looking at numbers that I definitely remember and understand. Don't oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck, I've had a phone this whole time? Shit. 4 HP. I'm, I am uh, still not loving the 4 for the HP. Uh, we had flashlights. I've yeah. got a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've got a cellular phone, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> so... While Anita is feeling all of these other figures in the magic, uh, it's the middle of the night and you hear that howl coming from uh, just outside of the tree line by the woods. What do you do? And Anita, are you still floating around in the magic or have you kind of come back? Um, I mean, like, was I done? Is there is there more to find? I don't think so. But in, okay. if, unless there's something you specifically wanted to do in there. No, I mean, especially if there's like howling. Yeah. <laughs> Would uh, Anita hear that at all? Um, I think so. I think you're kind of, you're cognizant of both places that'd be consistent with, like, combat we did in Slayers. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, especially given that she is a Slayer mm -hmm. in the not-too-distant past for her. Uh, yeah. She comes out ready to fight. Cool. What about the other two of you? Are you... Shining my flashlight over there because I don't know what it is. Cool. Now that we remember we have flashlights. It's a ways away. It wasn't like, it's not like it's actively hunting you. You just heard a howl. So... With your flashlight, once you kind of escape the tree line, you can kind of get a glimpse of what's happening. In fact, once you get out of the tree line, you're actually pretty close to like uh, like a suburban development, kind of like uh, very, very like outskirts of town. I mean, outskirts enough that you were by Bud's Pond, but like a newer suburban development as the city is kind of sprawling. And you actually see, it, uh, God, this is this one's weird. Um, so the creature you see, first of all, the flashlight proves not super important because it's not hard to spot. It's actually glowing with energy in this kind of, um, not constantly giving off light, but like every few moments, there's kind of like a blink of light. Like it's almost like one of those like airplane flickering lights that you see on an airplane, but it's it like occasionally illuminates the thing. And it is this chimera creature that it shouldn't work in, in its, like, physics, so there must be something magical going on here, because the bottom half is, like, some, like, fairly small mammal, like, some sort of rodent, but then it just, like, a inverse pyramid shoots out in, in both directions, getting wider near the top, uh, as it has two torsos, and you c kind of glimpse what those are like, but before you're able to see the details, it actually hops through the window of one of the suburban homes. I wanna also do that. <laughs> Hop through the window. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, are <laughs> all three of you, or is that just a Bud move? Yeah, I'll follow. I don't. I don't think I have the same hops. Yeah, Bud can move faster than we can. <laughs> I have tremendous leaping capabilities. Yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just look and you just hear a spring sound and there's. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Bud, you do make it in there first, and even though the lights are on. There seems to be nobody home. There's even like a TV on, but no one watching it. But other than that, you're in the suburban 
living room on like the main floor of a, like a home carpeted floor early television set you know playing a you know reruns of or i guess it wouldn't they, they're playing it's not a rerun it's brand new yeah they are watching the jackie gleason show that's what's happening is <laughs> the jackie gleason show is playing on tv and the creature is right there in front of you and it is in fact an inverse pyramid with a rodent four legs and two torsos a bear and a leopard uh and it's occasionally pulsating blue okay what the fuck? okay it's a uh-huh. one more again I'll give you the I'll give you what the cryptid generator bot gave me at cryptid fact cryptid factory on Twitter. I don't know who they are, but they made a uh, neural network tries to make a cryptid bot. (laughs) And what it says is a sun bear and a leopards doubled up first portions, then the scurry of a rock rat. (laughs) So I've interpreted that as rat legs supporting two somehow supporting two torsos a bear and a leopard and it doesn't the physics of that don't make sense but that's what it is um and it's great got this magic pulse about it okay and is it my size or what bigger yeah it's it's like um because it's only like half of a bear and half of a leopard yeah it's like and and the rat half is very is quite small. It's so small. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically like your size, but just okay. very wide. <laughs> great, great. It's like great. two pyramids, kind of, because it's sure. got the pyramid yeah. on top, yeah. and yeah. then its shape is a pyramid on the bottom. Okay. There's another one in here where I'm gonna need y'all's help <laughs> later on because I don't understand what it is. I mean, this does this does feel like a real cryptid, like somebody's yeah. just like. Yeah, that's why I really like this bot. Fucking, yeah, there's a pyramid. Up in there's bear, half a bear, half a le- leopard on a rat body. And the, yeah, he's scurrying around them real rat legs. <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all saw it, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, I saw it. Yeah, damn thing here took my fingers off when I tried to feed it cheese. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Well, Bud licks his eyeball. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Uh huh. Check it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> does it uh, does it feel threatening? It seems like an animal that is confused and just bolting. Or it's an animal with energy in a suburban home. <laughs> okay, I think Bud goes. Oh, <laughs> Bud does like. Is that what the, is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to like yeah, and then like his... pats his leg. You know, like come on, buddy. Yeah, give me a give me a charisma save. Let me look at the rules to remember how that works. But I think it's just rolling a d twenty and getting under your. What are the three? Strength, dexterity, and will. Yeah, it would be will then. Sorry. Okay, so roll a d twenty and try to roll under eleven, which is my Mm -hmm. will. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm, That's more than eleven. I guess. Okay. I, I think what happens is it's like it. It is like at least two animals. At least two animals' brains and like. That's not enough to like calm all of that energy. Yeah. And I think it just turns, it hears you, but it's like kind of threatened by this uh, creature that just jumped in after it. And I think as the other two of you are nearing the window, it just instinctively starts darting into other rooms of the house. And you just hear things like shattering and clanking and breaking all over in like the other rooms of this house, which most of them are illuminated, but it doesn't seem like anyone's here. <laughs> Bud says, hmm, well, I mean, cats like me, but I guess bears don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I attempt to slow the thing down since it's going so fast. Can I do that? Yeah, I like that. I think that'll be probably a strength. Or actually, how are you trying to slow it down? With magic. Okay. My time magic. Right. Let's see. So you picked that. You have that like ability where you can use two of the. Yeah, I'm a sorcerer. Mm hmm. But I don't I have not looked at the odds spells. Let's see if there. Let's just I'm going to take a glance because I don't think there are too many. Uh, Actually, there are. Huh. Oh, uh, let's see if there's like a time one. Because to be fair, we know Anita can do shit with time. Mm-hmm. Svevinthorn, a symbol that forces a target into a deep sleep. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Sure. That sounds right to me. That sounds basically what you're trying to do. Svevinthorn, a symbol that forces a target into a deep sleep when inscribed upon their body or upon something lodged in their body. Those affected appear to be in a natural slumber, but do not age, hunger, or otherwise experience the passage of time. The symbol to be wiped off, shaken loose, or otherwise shed in a matter of hours or days as the sleeper shifts naturally unless special measures are taken to keep it in place. I, I see. So you need, to get, you need to somehow get this. I think we can rule that as like you need to somehow because that requires that like you inscribe this thing with that sigil. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the equivalent for what we've learned about your magic in the last uh, chapter, I think that probably just means like you need to like actually get it. It's rampaging around so much that it's difficult to hit. So I think it probably will be uh, like a will save to be able to see if you can do that. And like, if you, but like it will, I think at this point, either way, it's going to notice that you are trying to do something like aggressive to it. And it might, that might anger it just so that, you know, okay. If you fail, I think generally like Anita lightning juggling was easy, but that was just like a visual thing, I guess. And now she's trying to do something like to actively affect somebody else yeah, or something else. And I think this like no matter how this goes down, she's like frustrated with how hard it is now in modern time to yeah, do the magic. Yeah. It's, it, or it's not as effective, especially on people from this time, I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we doing the blood damage part of it first or what's how we handle it for this game? Yeah. What do I how do when do I take damage? When performing requires a payment in blood, D4 strength damage, yours or somebody else's before you can do it. Oh, no. D4. I could fucking die. Well, I think it lowers your strength, not That's your correct. hit points. OK. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me take this 1D4 strength damage. That's a two. So your so, strength will go down by two. Yep, so I'm down to nine strength. Uh, I make a will roll, so a d20 for that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, four, bat, low, low is good, right? Yeah, you want to roll under, so you got it. So the thing, like, I think you can finally, like, see it. It's kind of the Scooby-Doo thing where it's, like, jumping in and out of some rooms and you're just <laughs> looking down a hallway, and it jumps into the the room at the end of the hall that you're looking down, which you can see, like, this huge cabinet of fine china at the end of it and it falls asleep just as it was about to slam into the cabinet and it just falls because it's it's like so difficult to balance and you put it to sleep with a spell it just falls (laughs) flat on its face and it looks for a bit like the cabinet is totally fine but then it's like it tips the wrong way once and the whole <laughs> thing just comes crashing <laughs> crashing down uh oh, and God. it's it hurts you know seeing that yeah uh herman has like decided to let them handle that and wants to look in the car in the garage for a car like herman's way more concerned why nobody is home mm. 
yeah, we can go with you first if you want to split up there. If we want to start with Herman in this little. We'll cover more ground that way. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in this mystery house. There is a car in the garage and, you know, it's not like all the lights of the house were on, but like enough that that's strange and enough like appliances were on. There is a car in the garage, though, which would imply that someone is still here. Yeah, I'm going to look around to see, like, feel the car to see if it's warm, if it's been on recently. I want to then, like, is it an attached garage? Is it a detached garage? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all, all the questions. I want to see, like, what's the egress? How do people get in and out of this house normally? Sure. Um, so you came in kind of from the, the rear of the house because you came out from the, the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're really going to get it. Uh, you jump. You jumped into the into the window, into the living room. Then you look down the, the kind of main hallway that splits off. If you take a left, that'll lead to the kitchen. And then through the kitchen is the attached garage. The sedan in there doesn't feel like it's uh, been on recently from what you can tell. Is it two story? What is all one story, right? It's just uh, it's two story. Okay, I went head to the basement. Spooky things happen in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point, let's let's swap to the other two that are investigating the creature. Does that sound good? Yeah. You got a sleepy bear leopard rat. What do you do with it? Um, bud, what uh, what's next steps usually for this type of thing? Well, um, uh, normally I would just see if they can you know, talk or whatever, but um, I don't really think we're dealing with cryptids, so I don't really know. But all them other aliens could talk, so maybe. But these don't seem like those aliens. I don't really know what's going on. Oh, okay. Well, we're both on the same page. That's good. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, and then Bud like sort of Pats the leopard part of it on the head <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's still asleep. You don't wake it up or anything. Does it feel right? No. <laughs> of course not. Um, <laughs> even though your connection to magic is probably the most tenuous out of the three of our party, you're at least weird. So you've encountered uh, magic before. This thing, like, once you've touched it, you know, Anita, I'm sure if you had, like, spent time to, like, look at it and feel around, you would feel this too easily, more easily than Bud. But Bud, once you touch it, you realize, like, oh, magic made this thing. Like, this is a magical thing. Magic made this thing. Hmm. I want to see for what purpose magic made this thing. How would you, what's your way of going about getting that? What does that look like, at least? Uh, I mean, we have not gone super deep into how... Anita interacts with, like, the specifics of how she interacts with magic. It's just been, like, I feel around. So I think this is, like, I think it's probably, like, auras, right? Like, she can sort of... Yeah, so in that case, the oral character of the, (laughs) uh, which is not to say O-R-A-L, or even the oral, as in the the character you can hear, but the (laughs) character of its aura doesn't feel intentional. It feels like, um... It feels more like uh, when you were first learning magic, when you were really little and you would like do the magical equivalent of like hooking your golf shot. And, and like, oh. it's just like a, a kind of magical, a magical accident, shall we say. Somebody burped up some magic and this came out. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like Vaklet from when I was growing up. Um. 
it's uh, so like if you if you say some of the stuff wrong or if you do some of the runes in like the wrong order or I mean there's a lot of different sort of um, umlauts and <laughs> shit that uh, you know like it's sort of like a comma sort of like a period and you fuck it up and um, something like this comes out I made one and I called it Vocklet and we hung out you know they can be pets uh, as far as I'm concerned and yeah that's that's what this is mm. so somebody must be experimenting with magic or somebody who's either trying to make these things or trying to do just generally other magic stuff and not doing it right. So could it be well you said the magic that you can feel from the devices is like backwards or weird or something. Yeah just I just know that it's not from here. Right. So if someone from there was trying to do magic here, maybe it don't come out right. Oh, yeah. It's like what I just did. Uh, so I know you haven't seen me perform magic like I used to, obviously. But I mean, I could just pretty much snap my fingers and something would be slowed down exactly as I want them to. But this I had to, like, tackle the thing and then it went to sleep. Uh, it, does, it does seem like time's not affecting it right now, but that's not what I... That's not how that used to work. Do you know what I mean? So even my knowledge of this planet's magic can be bent and stuff. What I'm saying is, yeah, that sounds like a great hypothesis. Okay. Um, I don't, I mean, that doesn't really, uh, I, I don't know what to do about it. It's just my thinking, I guess. I mean, uh, we know what to look for, I guess, right? Um, sure. changes to look like a police officer as he's going down the stairs. Oh, I, I like that, yeah. <laughs> like somebody who has authority to have broken into their home, at least, maybe? <laughs> mm. So the basement seems unfinished, but like not so unfinished that like there's like a window, there's like clearly the start of uh, what will be flooring, but it's mo- you see a lot of insulation. And as you're inspecting around, when you pass by the window... I, I had a great idea of how to do the cliffhanger this time, and that was <laughs> that I am just going to read out what Herman sees, which is to say that I'm going to read out the description of this next cryptid from oh. the cryptid factory bot, uh, and then the four of us will think for a week <laughs> about what it actually <laughs> means that Greg saw, because this is the wildest one and the one where I need the most help. So, Hell yeah. Herman, you look out the window, and you see... A segmented triangular head with several tongues, the grand body of a tiger, and the evil, defenseless back half of a hammerhead. (laughs) The evil? We're not done. It feeds its young with chitin pellets. All in all, just about the size of an apple. (laughs) Jesus, what?
we I don't know that we've ever made this call maybe like in the first season but like if you're listeners if you're an, if you're an artist <laughs> we've, we've talked about some wild shit today and I would love to see it rendered <laughs> we've talked about some real wild shit and for anyone if anyone listening at home wants to hear it again that was a segmented triangular head with several tongues the grand body of a tiger and the evil defenseless back half of a hammerhead Feeds its young chitin pellets, all in all, just about the size of an apple. <laughs> it's a tiny hammerhead tiger, tiger shark. shark. <laughs> head, not even the, the recognizable part of a hammerhead. Right, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the fin. It's the fucking it's like, tail. <laughs> What's well, like the defenseless back half? Oh yeah, it is just the tail. It's just the tail. <laughs> Shit. So why even specify that it's a hammerhead? <laughs> Could be any shark. I mean, you can know by looking at it. <laughs> Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or email us at hi at VRE.show. Check out our website at VRE.show for a listing guide, links to everyone's Twitter, and a shop for some absolutely incredible merch. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review the show or tell a friend about us. If you enjoy what we do, consider backing us on Patreon. We release bonus episodes and shows each month along with a bunch of other extras. Check us out at patreon.com slash VRE and to all our patrons, thank you so much for supporting us. Roll a d20 and try to roll under 11, which is my will. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, um, I don't know. Oh, wait. Did I do it? Uh, We'll see. You should okay. have done it. It should listen to you. But the dice bot is offline. So oh, no. it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm. God, you can't trust anybody these days. <laughs> fucking trust <laughs> no one ass season. Craig doesn't fucking work. Discord sucks ass. The dice bot quits. I want to believe in Craig and the dice bots. Yeah.